amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Low Limit Cash Games podcast. We're all about the lowest limit games in your local card room, maybe even a home game. Uh, primarily, this would be the 1 2 no limit variety, 1 3 no limit variety, and we don't talk about anything that will help you beat 510 or 2550 or 100 200 no limit. Um, like I find a lot of other poker content creators, they love to talk about that, which is so weird to me because 90% of the people that is consuming their content just want to learn how to beat 1 2 1 3. So, I saw that void in the market. That's when I showed up, and um, hopefully we would help people along the way. Uh, actually, I have quite a bit of evidence that we have, which makes me very happy. It's something I've become passionate about and I enjoy. So, first of all, thank you for being here, and if you're one of the people that's reached out, thank you so much for that. We're going to be talking about uh, simple poker is winning poker, and I, I think this is if this is a concept, if you can just grasp it, 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 it like it'll turn your game around overnight. It really will. Um, I, I want to quickly remind you, that, remind you that if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you'd like to reach out to me, uh, I use social media for that. So you just DM me on Instagram or Facebook. So if you want to follow me on there, it's Low Limit Cash Games Podcast. I'd love to hear from you. And then finally, if you really want to take the game serious and you want to become a 1-2, 1-3, even a 2-5 No Limit Crusher... Um, um, at least get you to that point and get you well on the way to crushing even 2.5. Um, I highly recommend a training site that I created just for low-limit players. It's affordable. It's targeted just to you. It's designed to fast-track you to becoming a crusher quickly. And you can check it out at lowlimitcashgames.com. It is limited space, so I want to make you aware of that. I don't know how close it is to being full, but it's it's either full or close to full all the time. So... LowLimitCashGames.com if you want to check that out. Uh, before we get to today's strategy section, I did want to read a couple of messages that I'd gotten. Um, I love hearing these, by the way. Uh, Kirk Tayo. I just want to thank you for your hard work. I love your podcast. It's helped me crush my home game so badly that I got kicked out for winning so much. <laughs> I have to admit, I laughed the first time I read this and I still laugh. <laughs> it was somewhat satisfying to hear that my skill level was too high for this particular game. I quit playing poker 10 years ago because I was losing. When I decided to make a comeback, I knew I had to work on my game and do this game the right way. Your podcast has been perfect for me. Simple concepts explained in an enjoyable uh, manner. Thank you for your generosity. I made $20,000 in 10 months playing 1-2 no limit with a $100 max buy-in. Kirk, that's the craziest thing I ever heard, man. Uh, $20,000 in 10 months. So you're making $2,000 a month playing 1-2. And it's not even that you were playing 1-2 that drives me crazy because I know several people that make $2,000 and more a month playing 1-2 or 1-3. depends on how many hours you can put in. But nobody with a $100 buy-in. 
I mean, that buy-in at one, two is, I know how hard that game is just because my local poker room, when they first started offering no limit, hold them, it was a hundred dollar cap. It was one, two, no limit with a hundred dollar cap. And it was a crazy game. And what, and, and maybe this is what happens to your games, but you'd find people just going in a lot. And then after you play a while, there's some bigger stacks from all the all ends, but it's, it's an interesting game. So anyway, uh, Kirk, thanks for that message. I appreciate it. And congrats on crushing it, man. That's awesome. Uh, Blaine Crawford. Thanks for the thanks for the tips. Was always a home game player and a pretty successful one with $5 buy-in. But recently been going to live room in my casino the last four trips. Have been a profit of $731, $657, a $200 loss, and a $851 profit. Thanks again for all your simple advice. Well, that's that's awesome. Uh, sounds like you're crushing. He goes on to talk about a hand, but I'm not going to get into that. Jared Lizenby wanted to thank you for your podcast. I love playing poker, but I never kept track of if I won or lost or how much or how much until last year. I realized I'd lost over $15,000 playing poker and decided to try and get better. I found your podcast by searching on Apple and started listening to every episode. The thing I think I learned the most is that I was trying to play every hand and win every pot with so many moves. Uh, I thought to win you had to be, I think it means be, I thought to win you had to be tricky and do crazy things and bluff a lot. By listening to your show, I learned to play, to play together. don't know what that means. By listening to your show, I learned to play together. And just use simple moves and get value from my good hands against people who play like I used to. <laughs> I like that. Uh, thanks for the best info I've ever pl- found for low limit players. I really owe you a lot. That's awesome, Jared. Thanks for the message. I appreciate it. Uh, so we'll jump in to hopefully giving you just some simple advice because, uh, I got the I got several messages this week, but all three of those seem to all in some way address this uh, explaining it simple or or uh, simple execution or you know simple concepts. And so I, I really wanted to take a chance to drive that home in this episode of the podcast. Look, he's right. Uh, Jared is right. The player that he was when he was losing fifteen thousand dollars that year, that's the players you're going to be taking money from. And the way you beat them at the lowest stakes limits, it's not rocket science. It's playing good ranges. And I know ranges is a fancy term that we use now in poker. But for the purposes of one, two, no limit, or if you're just learning or you're just starting out, it just means you're just playing tighter, right? Um, I, I'll give you a good example. I was going to do a whole episode of a podcast about this, but I'm just going to put it in this one because I think it demonstrates perfectly the idea of of how just being a little bit smarter about hands you play. I was going to do an episode of the podcast that was all about Ace-10. Um, and I still may. I may do a deep dive on Ace-10 because I'm not going to do a deep dive here. But in a eight or nine-handed game, especially a nine-handed game, I know a lot of rooms still playing nine-handed, but even in an eight-handed game, you know, uh, ace-10 offsuit is just a fold if you're first to act. If you're the under the gun, 
And especially if there's a straddle. So either a button straddle or under the gun straddle, either one. So if there's an under the gun straddle, that, that's going to mean you're under the gun plus one at first act. And if there's a button straddle, that's going to mean you're under under the gun, but you won't be first to act, but small blind, big blind will act, but you'll still essentially be in the under gun spot, even though two, even though the blinds will have to act before you, still very early in the in the rotation. Uh, Ace ten off is just a fold, and that, if that's blowing your mind right now, then uh, you're the perfect example of a person that I try to reach with this episode of the podcast. Ace ten offsuit is dominated by so many hands that even well i don't know about call uh people will call with jacks so you be dominated by jacks because a lot of people call with jacks also pocket tens which i understand there's a lot less combos of pocket tens because you have ace 10 but there's still three of them um and then ace jack a lot of people call with ace jack forget that a lot of people call anything so this is no lie uh saturday night i'm playing in a game and i've been playing for six hours and i'm i still have almost the same amount of money that i bought in for six hours ago it was like it wasn't a session i was getting crushed in but i just couldn't win money in it like i'd win a i'd win like one two pots an hour and they wouldn't be that big and i would just chunk here and chunk there and it's like six hours goes by anyway this guy comes in and he sets his rack down on the table and he's there's like three or four hands and finally the dealer goes, Hey, you you know, you can't you, you can't just have the rack on the table, man. You gotta put your chips on the table. And he was he was clueless about that. He didn't understand string bets. A lot of things came up. It was and he was he was kind of shaky and wait, you know, you could just tell he didn't play poker. He isn't he, he you know, he may play poker two or three times. I don't know. Anyway, I had pocket queens in a hand and I raised it and he just called. And the flop came like, I don't know, Jack, I don't know, Jack ate deuce. It was something crazy. And I bet and he calls. And the turn comes something else irrelevant. Lower than a Jack, doesn't complete any straights, no flushes. Uh, so I bet he just calls. River comes another blank. There's no straights, there's no flushes, there's no nothing. It's a Jack high board. I have pocket queens. He's just called called preflop called flop called turn i bet for value on the river he just calls me and i say god aces the boy the dude flips over uh, i flip over queens the dude flips over pocket aces <laughs> at no point in his hand did he ever raise me he didn't raise me preflop with aces he didn't raise me on the flop with aces on the turn or on the river with aces so sure most people raise aces but i'm just saying ace 10 off under the gun you're going to be in pretty bad shape against some hands that will just call when you raise. And if anybody raises, if you raise with ace-10 under the gun, you have a lot of people to act behind you. I mean, in a full ring, you have eight people left to act behind you. If any of those eight people raise, you're just in bad shape. You don't beat anything they're raising with. Because people in 1-2 don't raise with pocket nines. They don't raise, I mean, and they don't three-bet, I mean. Like, if you raise, they're not going to 3-bet you with pocket 8s. They're not going to 3-bet you with pocket 9s. They're not going to 3-bet with you pocket 7s. And so, anything they're 3-betting you with is going to be pocket jacks, pocket queens, pocket kings, pocket aces, ace-king, ace-queen, ace-jack. Um, you know, you're just, you're just in such bad shape. 
And so even if you don't get raised, a lot of the hands they'll call you with, like you barely have an edge. Like king-queen suited. If you have ace-10 offsuit and somebody calls you with king-queen suited, you're not in that good of shape. Um, now look, you have a slight edge, but you're going to be out of position. And so how do you realize your edge? It, it becomes very tedious at that point. Um, I didn't do this in advance, but if you'll give me just a second, I will pull it up on Poker Cruncher and we'll just look at it, right? We'll do an ace-10 off, and then we will do a king-queen suited. And we'll just see what it looks like. Uh, clear the board. Calculate. So, it's 55 to 45. I mean, you you have just the slightest of an edge. You, it's a slight edge, but I'm I'm just gonna tell you with the edge being so slight, um, you you erase almost all that edge by being out of position. So it's Ace Ten offsuit. It's just it's horrible. So I, I don't want to obsess over the Ace Ten offsuit, but I, I say that to say this: you just need to understand what reasonable hands are to play and if and if, if when I told you that ace 10 offsuit under the gun was just a fold and you were shocked by that then spend some time looking at some ranges there's tons of them out there all the training sites you know these fancy guys put on they all have some form of ranges that you can get for free uh red chip poker has ranges uh Jonathan Little has ranges uh I don't know there's so many of them out there I can't list them all I don't know about Crush Live Poker, but anyways, if you search for full ring cash, live cash ranges, and that's what you should look for. Don't look for any GTO ranges. Don't look for anything labeled GTO. You want to find live cash game ranges and um, and just look at them. Like you know, you know, it's good if you memorize them. It'll help you a lot. But don't even do that. Just look at them and study them and just. Uh, compare what's on there to what you normally do. Um, so that's my first thing. I, I'm giving you two points to that'll move you move you so far ahead in poker at the one two no limit stakes, etc. So that's number one. Number two is uh, don't you don't do anything fancy. You don't do anything fancy. Now, see when you're playing five ten, ten twenty, twenty five fifty, fifty a hundred, hundred two hundred. You have to you have to do things that are minus EV that 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 are slightly losing plays for cover, right? Uh, for camouflage, because if you just you know check every time you miss the flop and you bet when you hit the flop, players in those games are really smart and they'll figure it out really fast and they will just obliterate you. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you're at your local poker room on a Saturday night at 8 o'clock and you raise with ace-king and you miss the board, I mean completely miss it, you whiff it big time, and you just check it, and you do that 10 times that night, but then the times you do raise with like ace-queen or ace-king or ace-jack and you hit the board and you bet it, nobody at that table is paying attention. Nobody's keeping track. Nobody notices. I'm telling you right now, nobody notices that you check when you miss and you bet when you hit it. That nobody cares. Uh, they only care about what they have. They only care about what's in their hand. Right? So, uh, you have ace-king, you raise, the board comes 10-6 ten, ten, deuce rainbow. 
You know, just check it. <laughs> it's irrelevant, right? It doesn't matter. And if they've got Jack-10 suited and they've hit their 10 on the flop, you know, they're way ahead and they're not folding and there's nothing you can do to make them fold and you need some miracle run out and it's just not there. On the other hand, if you have Ace-King suited and the flop comes Ace-10-Deuce and your opponent has Jack-10, you know, they called you with Jack-10 suited and they flop second pair with the 10 and you bet they're not folding. They just are never folding because they have middle pair and they have a jack with it and they could run a straight on you or you could be bluffing or they could hit a jacket for two pair or they could hit another 10 for uh, trips and no, they're not folding. And so you just bet for value. It's a simple game. It's just a simple game. Now, I'm not saying this will make you the best player. I, I'm And, and I, t- I told somebody the other day who was sending me questions asking me about something I'd said in a podcast that they um, they took issue with me giving advice that wasn't optimal. It was like, that's just, that's just not op- optimal. I'm like, that's just not the best advice. And I replied to them and I said this. I'm like, look, I'm not trying to train people to be world beaters in poker. I'm not trying to teach people to go crush a 5-10 no limit game. I'm trying to take people who've been losing at 1-2 no limit. Some people that I've talked to have been playing, just like this message that we got. Uh, ah, sorry, I forget his name and I'm not going to go pull the message back up, but he been, said he'd been playing poker for 10 years and been a loser for 10 years. Smart guy. He's not stupid. Not incapable of winning at poker. But he just showed up and did what everybody does. You play hands, you try to hit hands, you hope to trap somebody or hope to hit something big or either you hope to do something tricky or you hope to bluff or you hope to just get lucky. And that's the strategy. And everybody thinks that's the strategy. And nobody thinks anything different. That's how everybody that first started playing poker, that's what everybody thinks unless you're one of the fortunate ones who started out studying. But most people that have been playing a while, most people that you find at 1-2 No Limit in in your local card room on a Friday or Saturday night, that's the way they think. So all I have to do is to give some basic fundamentals to move that a player like that from being a loser to being a winner. Maybe a slight winner. Maybe they get a little better. Maybe they are a big winner. I mean, this gentleman said he won uh, what, what twenty twenty thousand dollars in ten and uh, what did he say ten sessions? No, ten months. Said he won twenty thousand dollars in ten months. I mean, that's crushing, man. That's crushing. Um. Uh, not doing anything fancy. Not not doing anything amazing. And it's not that hard. Just pick better hands to play. Uh, don't go crazy bluffing. That doesn't mean you can never bluff. There's a time for it. But just go for the... If you just go for the most obvious bluffs, like, you know, playing in position is important. And so let's say you're, you're in the hand in position. <clears throat> and it checks around to you on the flop. Which could be a chance for you to bet and take it down, but you're just not sure. You're like, I don't know. Some of these guys like to call a lot. Fine. Then the turn comes, and it checks around you on the turn. And you're like, eh, you know, maybe I could bluff now. I, I don't know. And then the river comes. And let's say the river comes, and it's like, uh, like a, it's a king. <clears throat> big card. Hadn't been a big card out there yet. And a big card comes, like a king or a queen or ace. And it checks around to you again. You haven't done anything amazing yet. All you know is that you started the hand pre-flop in position with, I don't know, something that is a reasonable in-position hand to play, like a 9-10 suited or something. None of your cards or draws or anything came. 
and it checked you on the flop, checked you on the turn, and now a big card comes that if anybody are playing good hands now, they're all they all have to act ahead of you. None of them acted yet, and now the big card comes and they still don't act, and it checks around to you again on the river. Look, that's one of the safest bluffs you can make. They ain't got nothing. Nobody at that table's got squadoosh. You bet like pot, pot and a half, something like that, and you'll take it down. Look, those situations don't come up often, but they do come up sometimes, and that is the safest bluff you can do. And you just throw in a few bluffs here and there like that. You know, you don't take a lot of them. Start out at that level. I'm not saying you can't get more advanced with your bluffs, but even when you're super advanced with bluffs, you're still not doing it a ton. You don't have to. You don't just don't have to. You just bet for value, man. People want to just call, call, call when you're ahead. Um, so uh, it's just simple. It's just simple things that'll move you into being a winner. And once you understand and you're playing a while and you're like, oh God, this really works. I'm winning. Uh, then you'll get a little bit more serious. You'll get a little bit better. And the next thing you know, you're crushing. So I just wanted to pass this along to you to assure you that Winning at one to no limit doesn't require a high IQ. It doesn't require college education. doesn't require you to be brilliant in any kind of a way. You could just be an average person, average intelligence, moving through life like an average person. You know, maybe you got family and kids. You take care of them. You love them. You got a job you work hard at. You're just a normal person, man. You can go to your local card room. You can crush one to no limit. You have fun doing it. You can be in a nice social environment. You can enjoy the evening and you can make some money and it can just be great. So with that, I will stop this episode. I hope that you gained something from it. I know that I enjoyed presenting it to you. And a quick reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode if you enjoy the content. Uh, I would love to hear from you if you'd like to reach out. You can hit me up on social media. That's the way I talk to you guys. You hit me up in the DMs over there, either Instagram or Facebook. Low Limit Cash Games Podcast. And if you want to take it serious and you want to, for almost no money, learn how to just crush one, two, um, check out lowlimitcashgames.com. I'd love to have you over there. Till then, we'll talk to you next time. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.